Uh, welcome back to the ABCs of ERP and Beyond, your central podcast for exploring the evolving world of enterprise resource planning. And in this special episode, to finish off the year, we're going to reflect on our remarkable journey of 2023, as well as casting our eyes forward with the exciting possibilities of ERP in 2024. And without further ado, I'm always joined by Mr. Narav Shah. Hello, Peter. Hello to our uh, listeners out there and viewers. Uh, it's really a, it's been a special year, 2023. Um, a lot of people have tuned in and, and watched the episode um, and uh, uh, excited about you know how far we've come. We've learned a lot, learned a ton, and, and really grateful for the ability to put this content out there on ERP. Could seem like a dry subject, but I think we do a pretty good job of making it exciting. Um, cause the more you can automate your, you know, your business with the proper business tools, uh, you know, the, the more exciting, you know, businesses at the end of the day and the user experience kind of goes up. So, um, it's been a lot that we've, we've talked about this year and, uh, re- really excited to close the year with this episode and look forward to 2024 and what that's going to bring. Right. Um, we know it's going to bring, um, higher interest rates. Um, but let's see what it brings for the ERP market at the end of the day. I think there's a lot of opportunities for continued growth and explosion in this space. So um, uh, it's 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 been a lot of it's been a lot of fun, and this episode specifically is going to be interesting because we're going to recap a lot of things that we did and talked about in 2023. You know, Peter and I's personal favorite episodes that that, that we did. We'll kind of go into some bloopers that you may or may not have caught on uh, that, that that happened during the year as you're as you're listening to our to, to our podcasts and and what our wish list is what's santa going to bring for 2024 in the erp market and the industry like you know what what, what do we expect to see more of and uh continued development and improvements of uh for 2024 let's kick straight into it so let's start with favorite episodes so 2023, we started this um, almost a year ago. First launched yeah. our first episode back in January, first week of January. We are 22 episodes in, if you count today. Um, so of those 22, what sticks out for you as some of the highlights? We've, we've, we've shot a lot of content this year, a lot of content. And uh, a few that kind of stick out to me is our very first episode. That almost was like, a mm-hmm. brain dump of like 20 years of ERP implementation experience to kick off our implement our, our podcast, which is really cool. And that was that the, the, the top five do's and don'ts of ERP implementation. We got a lot of great traction on that. We got a lot of people viewing in and, and saw it and hopefully we were able to help steer some implementations in the right direction um, as they were going through. But that I think was probably one of my favorite episodes because that was just a culmination of so much experience. So, so, so many tough go lives, so many tough users, <laughs> you know, so many tough uh, different situations and implementing ERP software that, you know, that one was a tough one to even like, I guess, put together because there's so many stories that we could have told on that one. Uh, and we tried to just kind of pick out the top five that we thought were best practices and ERP implementation, top five do's and don'ts. So that to me was like my, my, my highlight episode of the year It's like to kick off our podcast um, journey and, and, and also kind of just throw a bunch of, a bunch of really good information out there right out of the gate. So I thought that was for me, 
personally a uh, a special uh, podcast uh, from my side. Yeah, that was good. I remember when we first recorded that. We probably recorded it. Um, I think between Christmas and New Year, it was around about there. I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember the first time I set it up, I was so conscious of. Uh, a camera right in front of my face like you think by now you're used to it on teams and stuff like that you know ever yeah. since covid we've all stuck out yeah. webcams on for more meetings and stuff yeah. um sure. i remember the first time i set up i was like where do i look you like, know just felt yeah. really weird to stare down at a, a lens rather than yeah um, looking yeah. at someone's face you know it's exactly. yeah it was odd it felt kind of fake at the time it didn't feel like we could have yeah. a natural conversation yeah um, it's getting easier it's still a little bit weird um <laughs> But yeah, that's why that one stood out for me. <laughs> Just the awkwardness. Yeah, yeah it, it, it really is. Like when you start doing these things, you don't realize like you have a lot to say, but you're staring at a camera and yeah. you're, you know, your reaction is your co-host is like, is he, is he getting it? Is he following along? Or if I, <laughs> if I say something that deep down, he's like, why did I even say that? And then, like, is the camera position right? I have a lot to change in my setup for next year. I want to, um, you know, get, you know, get a better background and, and do that type of stuff as we're as we're shooting more podcasts. But um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm on, I'm totally with you there. It was a transition from doing a Teams meeting with the customer and just going through business analysis or requirements or doing an ERP session training and you know doing that. I think that's supernatural, like you mentioned, COVID, but it's the part about doing the, doing the podcast itself where you don't really have like a specific, you know, business process you're talking about and you're, and you're, you're trying to make it more appealing to the masses. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That definitely was uh, different than what I'm generally used to, but I uh, thought, thought, thought we did a pretty, pretty great job there, Peter. I think partly uh, what plays, plays into this is the fact it's just me and you right now speaking. Uh, yeah. We're recording it right now, but you're yeah. still, thinking that there's loads of people out there that's gonna that's watching this right now but they're not it's like literally just me and you <laughs> you know it's it's a bit weird yeah. it, like it's easier with a just a team's call because it's live and it is what it is and if you slip up or say something wrong yeah. it's fine yeah. whereas this yeah. is it's recorded you know yeah exactly. which makes me think of the bloopers but we'll get to the bloopers later on yeah 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 exactly exactly yeah, no, I think another episode that I really liked, I think this is the one that I think you like, we both agreed on it. So I'll let you go ahead and talk about this one. Oh, yeah. So I stuck this one down, Business Central Integrations in Microsoft Office. Yeah. So that was like episode 18, I think, 17, 18, okay. something like that. Okay. Like that. Um, I really like that one because, you know, I love tech, I love business processes, I love the software that drives business, all those kind of fun things. So there's a whole host of business applications. Like you could easily get overwhelmed and you could easily end up with seeing all these shiny new things and none of them are connected together. So it was really, really nice to see, granted it's within the Microsoft um, ecosystem, but it's just really nice to see an ERP working seamlessly integrated into Outlook, into Teams, um, everywhere that you would touch in your day-to-day I love seeing different pieces of software working together. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's I think, right, <clears throat> when I got started in the industry, 2004, and started consulting, there was no concept of let's take this ERP data and naturally integrate it 
or you know export it or import whatever it was it was more like we know we need to do something else in excel so we need to develop a custom process around it to bring the data out right it was like almost just starting and like because excel was taking off and it was just like that that whole collaboration was just starting wasn't really there so there's a lot of customizations around that but i think erp vendors and publishers have rightfully understood that to properly support users there's only so much they're going to do in the erp system there's going to have to be an element of other softwares that they use day to day we need to integrate that to make that collaboration that experience a lot more seamless so it was really nice to see that microsoft made this huge investment in the integrating their office products into ERP, which I think is natural, right? Just natural migration for them because Microsoft holds the keys to the kingdom when it comes to office products as it is. And now they've kind of put it, you know, directly into out of the box solutions in their ERP uh, as well, which is nice. And, but other publishers are also doing that. They are um, integrating into office and seeing the value there um, because it just makes the productivity go up just right out of the gate. They're able to, you know, link in their Outlook. They're able to export to Excel. They're able to, you know, you know, use Power Automate. They're user, They're able to, in, in some ERPs, Microsoft doesn't do it yet. <clears throat> but there's some ERPs that also, also integrate into, into G Suite, <clears throat> right? And other mm-hmm. uh, productivity platforms out there. So, which is, which is cool because, because you just can't be ERP anymore. You have to touch other solutions that businesses rely on day to day to create that seamless um, seamless environment and interaction uh, in the business. What other episodes stood out for you then? So we've got two. Let's uh, think of the third one. I really like the last series we did, the three-part series in manufacturing. I think that was so educational because we talked about manufacturing and how to properly implement manufacturing. Then we talked about two solutions that support manufacturing thoroughly right? Microsoft Dynamics Business Central and then Acumatica. And we showed a demo around that, which I thought is pretty major because manufacturing is one of those areas, industries that I feel personally, it's hard to find the good and good ERP solution or manufacturers are scared because they run manufacturing through third-party solutions or they use Excel or they have so much tribal knowledge that they're scared to move into an ERP system because there's so many moving pieces. And um, I really like that because it showed how you could easily jump into an ERP system if you're a manufacturer and use the tools out of the box to control your routing, control output, control material. Um, and we showed it in different ways, right, in different solutions. So I thought, I thought that one was really, really cool because that, that's, that, that showed the versatile nature of ERP and how it could handle manufacturing. So I, I, really, I really enjoyed that, that specific um, series that we did and we've done a ton of other series throughout the year you know we did e-commerce we did distribution um you know all the major um, usual suspects that we try to hit on and i'm sure we're going to do a lot more of these different series and you know micro focus in different areas within manufacturing or even distribution to continue to expand on that but those are i think for me that was that that was my favorite um it's like when you ask somebody your favorite episodes when you're a podcaster so you have to say, what's your, who's your favorite child? Like, can you actually do that? <laughs> like, can you answer that truthfully? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that series. And what's even better about that is we've literally just finished recording that three-part series, Manufacturing Through ERP. 
um, it's so fresh that it hasn't actually been released yet, which yeah. is great yeah. because what you've just said is a brilliant advert of why people need to return to this podcast yeah. in 2024. Because yeah. come Absolutely. January, that's when it's going to be uh, released. So uh, That's when it's out there. It's going to hit the big screens. So, yeah. 2023, uh, bloopers. So what sticks out to you of you have uh, to go there, don't funny you, moments you, that we've had? You have to go there. Um, one I could vividly remember. Did you want to remember. say it? <laughs> <laughs> one I vividly remember. Oh, my God. I, I, you know, part of me is crying right now. Like when, 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 uh, when, you, when you told me that, literally, no joke. Um, we recorded this amazing episode. Like it was, I think it was something around Excel. Avoid Excel for inventory tracking. That was yeah, the one because we that, had to, that was the yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, we had so much. We were on fire that day on that episode. <laughs> like we were just boom, bang, you know, boom, boom, boom. We had point after point, and then and then Peter emails, I think he WhatsApp messaged me like a day later, or like literally, I think a couple hours later. Oh, by the yeah. way, um, none of that recorded on what we talked about earlier, and I literally almost dropped my knees. <laughs> that uh, that was that was that that was funny and sad at the same time <laughs> before i knew what happened and i had to message you to tell you that i even got in contact <laughs> with the platform that we use to record so we use yeah. riverside.fm for this yeah and i even yeah. got in touch with their support and said can you have a look is there anything i've done can you check the logs and then i said yeah the, and there are you met you sent him the wrong invite link that, that was hilarious. Um, but we did end up coming back. Did we come back and record the next day? Or yeah, something like was, that. We recorded yeah, it was... pretty quickly, right? We said, all right, let's yeah. get back on and let's, let's record that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that to me stood out um, this year. Um, that, that was a funny one. The next one I got written down. Um, so you, I think he's featured on episodes before. If you watch on YouTube, yeah. you would have seen him at some point. Um, but we recently recorded a video. I think it was... Episode two, I think it was the business central of manufacturing through ERP, where we'd done perfect demonstration. Well, I say we, Narava's done a perfect demonstration of manufacturing um, module in, in BC. And we got to the closing part. We were back to just our two screens. And I'd been trying for the prior 15 minutes to placate my cat from jumping up because <laughs> he was hungry. So we, we record, obviously, in um Chicago area. I'm in the UK. So when we record, it's Nara's morning and my afternoon, and it just always coincides when my cat gets hungry. And I was trying to keep him down, but instead he jumped straight up on here, <laughs> meowing away, clawing at my shoulder, dribbling everywhere. <laughs> like, if you just wait, it, I just needed like three more minutes to yeah. finish the recording. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he'll feature in the uh, in that miniseries sure. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, when Morgan makes an ep appearance, I think I think it kind of just lightens up the mood because we talk about so much like kind of heavy, dry content. I would say, um, and it's always really cool to see Morgan come around. Sometimes I see him in the background, just just you know having a nice little nap there. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, that, 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 yeah, that's that, that's 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 pretty cool when Morgan comes on. Obviously, I've got my desk in front of me, so uh, sometimes he walks in front, and you just see a tail. It just it goes like that, which <laughs> <laughs> is always fun. He's he's wiping the lens, Peter. He's wiping the lens out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How how old is Morgan, by the way? We haven't we haven't done a formal introduction. We have no, we haven't. And yeah. Of all times, he's actually not here right now. Um, oh my gosh. So Morgan. 
Morgan's now 13. Wow. Um, 13, so he's in his, he's in his old age now. Yeah. Um, we, I've had him since he was six, seven weeks old. Uh, we did wow. have two. Um, his okay. brother, we lost his brother a few years oh. ago. Um, okay. Morgan and Spice, named after my favorite rum. Um, ah, so, good to know. Yeah, that's where his name comes from. Some people think, oh, maybe Morgan Freeman. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But no, it yeah. comes from Morgan Spice rum. Ah, so, I was wondering what's in that glass usually that you have um, <laughs> in the podcast. He'll continue to be a feature. That's cool. That, that's really cool. Um, yeah, there's one that I did early on. Um, I don't know if you guys you know, you probably know Jim Carrey. He's an actor um, in the States. He's kind of made these movies like Ace Ventura and The Mask and stuff like that. Um, I did a lot of his like kind of I guess reenactments when I was in high school and uh, I did this one thing I, I don't even know how why I did it it was something about like <laughs> what if we had Nirav talking in reverse and then I, I just did a, a bunch of jibbery jab like as I was talking in reverse and you ended up recording it uh, oh, I was like oh my yep. god yeah and uh, I think you're going to be putting it out there so, at some point but I thought that was yeah, pretty funny I'm probably going to play it uh, right now <laughs> all right here we go all right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever been able to do that again. Uh, that was a one-time thing, but yeah, that that, that was pretty funny. Uh, doing doing that little blooper uh, at that time. Uh, but not to say we're gonna probably get a ton a ton of other bloopers coming up next year. Um, you know, that's uh, what we do. Some is most of these bloopers are unintentional, so. Um, we're learning as we go, Peter. I mean, what can we say, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, but overall, it's been uh, it's just been a brilliant journey so far. Um, almost yeah. to the day. What's the day today? Sixteenth of December. Um, yeah. This time last year, we were doing some freelance stuff together, some jet yeah. report work. Yeah. And yeah. often, when Narav calls me for some jet report work, um, we then do that for like an hour and then spend another hour talking about ERP and things that we want and things that we don't like and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And I think we both kind yeah. of joked, didn't we, at the time, like, man, yeah. we should have recorded that. We could have come up with a great <laughs> podcast. And then we kept saying that to each other. And then we thought, yeah. well, why don't we just do it then? <laughs> we'll just do it. So, yeah, well, let's, just, let's just do it. Exactly. Um, and here we are, I mean, 22 episodes later and, you know, you know, we still have a ton to still release that we talked about and the industry just constantly changing. Um, and, uh, this has been so much fun. I look forward to our, our recordings and putting good content out there for people. And we might not have all the answers, but you know, we're, we're definitely going to be working, working hard for, uh, to get, you know, relevant, accurate, and, you know, common sense type of, uh, advice and recommendations when it comes to ERP out there to people. Um, too, so they have the best value and ROI on their investments, right? So, yeah, and that's it. And I really liked being able to have a down-to-earth conversation without it having to be like formal or um, yeah. totally structured. Like, if people yeah. saw how we planned these episodes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they would plan it. And, um, uh, we're quite flexible with our planning, shall we say, <laughs> uh, when we do plan. Um, yes, but yes. I think yeah. that really opens it up for just letting some of the episodes 
go where they need to go. Like we do yeah. a very yeah. quick framework yeah. of some bullet points that we want to talk about. Um, and that's it. We just start throwing it at the camera, don't we? So yeah. I think that yeah. comes across. It's it, it allows it to have um, a bit of bit of breathing space that sometimes you don't always get, especially in this this particular industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's nice just to have that kind of informal side of, uh, of talking Absolutely. about every time we record an episode, we always think of five new things that we need to yeah. record. I know we really need to do some stuff on power BI. Um, we do, we do. We we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. But that leads us on to looking ahead. So outside of the podcast in general, in the ERP space, what are the things you're looking for or looking forward to in 2024? I have a few things. I know, Peter, you've written down some, some really nice, 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 nice items that, that would be nice to see progress there. Um, one of my items that I have here is uh, more dashboards. You know, dashboard reporting always requires third party, requires, you know, internal resources, external resources, to get done because ERP data is more or less transactional, right? You just have a bunch of ERP data just holding a bunch of transactions. But what do you do with that data, right? How, you, how does a business move forward with that data, right? And, you know, with the advent of like a ton of other like nice kind of reporting tools out there now, I'd like to see ERP publishers create more dashboards, make the ERP data, right? The way the data is stored more flexible to create these dashboards, right? Sometimes the ERP data is in a way that is not conducive to dashboard reporting, right? That, that happens as well. So I want, I really want to see a lot more focus on, because always, sometimes all publishers, they get caught in this trap of we need more features and functionality. Yeah, that's great. But what about releasing a nice dashboard, right? At the same time, because that is really taking that data, that feature and functionality that you're putting in and then it actually displays and you can make business decisions out of it, right? Um, so that's one thing I, I wanna, I, I'm really hopeful to see see more of that out there, the dashboard reporting side of it. And that's gonna increase user adoption um, across the board for for ERP users. So I think I think that's pretty cool because everyone's visual nowadays, right? Um, very rarely do they wanna see just flat file CSV you know, table type of formats. They want things kind of popping out. They want they want the data kind of telling them what they should do instead of instead of uh, them having to hunt and peck for that information or or kind of you know run any pivots or run things in analyze mode or whatever it is to get to what they're looking for, right? They they want and, and this kind of is going to go to another kind of major topic this year, right? AI. I'm sure you're going to touch on Peter is um, you know how that's going to help with, with with that whole reporting side of it. But I think for me for me it's dashboard. I really want to see dashboards be improved and and, and, and more of them out there to um, um, really see value in the ERP system. I like this because I think this has always been a bit of a knowledge gap. It's something that we don't really teach in schools and that's data visualization. Um, and we're getting to a point where we've got people that are not experienced of putting good data visuals together yet we're giving them tools to make it easier than ever to put data visuals together. So yeah. I think that um, we're going to see this requirement as new, I wouldn't say new skill set, but a skill set that hasn't had as much exposure, which is the skill of putting together 
well-designed visuals like yeah uh you know the, the right type of graph not bombarding the the end user with um cognitive load on some of these graphs not using pie charts right right sorry i have to say that every single time <laughs> never use pie chart um but it's too easy it's, it's too easy to be able to put visuals together in excel um and i think people need to learn how to do it we don't teach this in school we teach uh we teach maths we teach english and all this we should teach how to present data yeah. how to present yeah. insights and stuff absolutely and we, we tend to leave that alone so yeah. um i hope that seeing more usable dashboards in erp will start to get people um thinking about how to clearly articulate <coughs> insights they found like being able to select the right color of a bar chart yeah. realizing that you don't need to have the axis labels all over the place and data labels and funky different colors and all this kind of stuff so i i hope to see that i hope to see that that leads on to one of my points actually erp has tends to have always been a financial tool first and then the rest of the business kind of fits around it but yeah. we're starting to see more development in some of these other modules we've as we've already said we've just shot a, a three-part series on manufacturing through erp we've done inventory control in erp uh, we've done returns and it's really good to see that other departments within a business are being thought about more and more and how they can interact with an ERP um, on a day-to-day -day basis rather than it just be a, a way of consolidating finance uh, from transactions and financial reporting. Looking forward to seeing, seeing these kind of um, areas develop in ERP. Yeah, no, that's, that, that, absolutely. I think that's right on. I think there's, you could see parts of all that kind of starting to take, you know, get traction now and really um, focus on, on, on what the user feedback has been. But I think we're going to see more and more of that in 2024 and excited to talk about, you know, that as that comes along next year and show examples of how that, you know, these different dashboards and, and uh, tools that um, are being created is going to help increase user adoption, get better feedback on the business, increase profit margins and, you know, uh, profitability. I think that's what it all comes down to, right? Uh, 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 a really nice return on investment in, 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 the, in the system, based on the system for your business, essentially. Um, I think one thing that you put here, Peter, that I also really um, um, <clears throat> also agree with is development of better uh, mobile functionality, right? Is to you know, get that mobile device, right? And the cell phone is used universally across the whole world. Um, apps, of course, right? Uh, what's kind of lagged a little bit is the ability to do transactions, ERP transactions on the mobile device, right? There's always a need to use an industrial device on like a warehouse designing or stuff like that. But the ability to now you know, integrate more of that on, on a cell phone, essentially, as you're walking down the warehouse floor, right? Imagine you're a COO, you're walking down the warehouse floor and you want to know how much inventory you have of a certain item, for example, as you're walking down the floor, pull out your own personal device, scan it, right? And the scan should know automatically to open up, let's see, Business Central, take you to the item master and show you how much inventory you have, right? Getting that intelligence built in, right? So you get that feedback very quickly um, through the mobile device. So um, where you don't have to wait, oh, I have to go find a terminal on the floor, and now I have to go and punch in the item number and see what I have. 
essentially. So, you know, stuff like that. I think there's so many more use cases that maybe we should do an episode, ding, 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 about uh, uh, mobility of ERP and, you know, how, how to better leverage, uh, you know, mobile applications when it comes to ERP. But I think that's that's one that, that you put on that I fully agree with is better development around the mobile side um, to, to get that interaction. Yeah. I recently saw a video um, of the announcement of the BC for mobile version 4.0. You need to be on BC Wave 2, October 2023 release, to be able to fully utilize the 4.0 mobile uh, support. But there's some really cool things, especially with barcoding. Um, barcoding is now a lot more native. It's been integrated everywhere. Um, all different types of barcode format are in there, uh, 2D and 3D type barcodes. Um, so you could have your whole warehouse done in QR code, no problem at all. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm really interested to see this being adopted. I think that's going to be a huge improvement. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, BC, Acumatica, and a bunch of other publishers out there as well. I'm sure they're investing in this and trying to get out to better, uh, you know, experience experiences to their users. Because I think um, if you're not doing it, I don't think you know you're you're going to be a relevant player in the marketplace if you're an ERP publisher. So, you know, I'm excited to see kind of, it's like the race of um, who, who could get more mobile quicker um, in the ERP space. So um, that just leaves it up for better options um, for, the, uh, for the consumer at the end of the day. So, which is, which is really nice. Um, <clears throat> I think the last one here, I think we both could agree on strongly uh, and maybe we save the best for last, uh, as they say, uh, more native AI and machine learning functionality. I mean, that just... AI has done this year is just mind blowing. When Microsoft announced the $13 billion event investment in OpenAI, I thought, well, here we go. Now we're on to some serious stuff because mm -hmm. I was never too sure. And you had um, people saying, well, it's going to change the, the technology world as much as the internet did and things like this. But it was only really until Microsoft did that. Um, before that, I was just playing around with ChatGPT. We all were, uh, November 2022. And then the start of this year when they announced this kind of partnership and huge investment from Microsoft. Uh, and then Microsoft started to really start developing what they're calling Copilot. Um, like there's a Copilot everywhere. Like you get a Copilot, yeah. you get a Copilot. <laughs> but, uh, the Oprah it's, fan. It's, <laughs> yeah. But I really like this from an ERP standpoint. Um, as I said, from a Microsoft point of view, everything's getting a co-pilot. Um, ignore the confusing pricing models they're coming up with. But if you do have co-pilot in these day-to-day -day apps, um, it's so powerful. Like you just got to watch these videos of it being used in Teams and how it can summarize meetings and and generate brainstorm ideas for an action plan or, or takeaways. Or I'm hoping to see this in the ERP world. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really good for certain things uh, that have always been a bit of a time sink. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, we can't, you know, put a blind eye out, you know, on the fact that, you know, obviously data protection is important with AI, right? And that's improving because the last thing you want is where your data model is being exposed out there on chat GTP or anything like that, right? And I do know, like, for example, Microsoft with the co-pilot, they have a hundred percent security that that model 
that's for your data is not being exposed anywhere else. No one else could see that data, right? And 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 use that as part of their AI or whatnot. So it's all kind of it's your model. So it's going to continue to learn about your business and enhance your business at the end of the day. But yeah, you know that's that that's obviously a concern from a data perspective. But you know if used correctly, right? Especially like you know you're going behind Microsoft and Microsoft, you know making this huge investment as you mentioned, Peter, in OpenAI, right? They're going to do it right, and they're going to do it with the proper intentions um, <coughs> um, to to ensure. The privacy of that data so um you know what other what, what, are, what are other publishers going to do as they start rolling out ai right what are the important questions to ask as a consumer that how's your data protected when there's ai integrated into the erp is going to be an important probably topic um uh there and, and things to ask about but yeah i think ai is going to just you know it's it's already come out to the scene it's already exploded into the scene and just going to get bigger and bigger but you know, it's, you know, we want to make sure that as it gets bigger, it's getting bigger, um, uh, smarter and safer. Um, AI is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. But, you know, if used correctly, I think there's just so much, so much potential and growth um, there um, with, with, with the way that it could, it could help you run your business and, and predict, you know, things with, such as stockouts, um, forecast sales, uh, be able to, you know, start, start recommending, you know, better customer service. Um, procedures, maybe, you know, you should call this customer every 14 days or call this customer five days after you send an invoice because they usually don't, you know, pay on time or whatever it is, right? You're going to get that feedback to uh, ensure that um, uh, you you're, you're, you don't have blind spots in your business, right? You're, you're going to use it as a corrective action tool. And that's one way I think that it's going to be super helpful, uh, especially within the ERP because there's so much transactional data, but I think the possibilities are limitless. This is a new area of AI. We've always had AI to a certain degree with helper chatbots on websites and things like this, but now we're getting into generative AI. It's a completely different way of thinking about artificial intelligence. Old AI was more really machine learning, whereas yeah. the generative world is around about um, being able to have these models absorb different data formats, whether it be mm -hmm. a CSV file, whether it be language input, so our LLMs um, for that side of things, but also mm -hmm. things like photos, audio, um, any transactions in any type of uh, uh, you know database structure, um, or even NoSQL where there just isn't a structure, unstructured data. The generative AI space is able to absorb all of that and be able to link ideas together. Uh, that's really going to be cool to see how um, powerful this could be, um, especially when you can give it different data formats that we've never been able to give AI before. Think of maybe your quality department being able to take a photo of a def defect of a of a you know a material or a defect of a finished good, and have the AI suggest potential causes to that that is just a whole new thing that we've never seen before yep, uh, yep. which i'm really excited to to see uh, and going back to your point yep. about the data governance side of things i went recently to the microsoft ignite event um, here in london and that was a big big talking point um people naturally will be worried about giving this uh giving the robots all of the information of their business um but Microsoft were right with what they've said. They've spent billions and billions of dollars investing in training models. The model is trained. 
like ChatGPT version four, it, the, the model is trained and it was very, very expensive to train that. Like you look at the stocks of uh, share price of NVIDIA uh, who are supplying all these graphics cards to crunch this kind of data oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. and train AI. It's really, really expensive. Why would Microsoft really want to train the model further on some businesses, random data? <laughs> like, there's no point in it because the model has been trained, um, exactly. which means that your, your data is just going to be your data. Like it's not going right. to be sent to the model for any training purposes. It's going right. to use what it's learned from the model and apply that same logic to your data. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So nothing ever leaves you. Um, but of course there's going to be these uh, concerns around around data, especially when we think about um, more ERP going to the cloud. Um, you've got to think about, is my data actually that secure? Is it now going to get hacked? Right. Um, is it truly encrypted, et cetera, et cetera? So I think the concern will always be there. Um, but I think it's just going to be like the internet. It's a, it's a tool. Some people are going to use it for malicious um, purposes. The vast majority of people will be using it um, to benefit uh, their businesses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. I think that's exciting. Now let's see what the future holds and how much investment these publishers do into AI. But I think I think there's a lot of a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to have lots of episodes as we see what Microsoft do. I really want to get onto this space. I want to see. I want to fully embrace Microsoft Fabric. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love it. Love it. I want to see Copilot and Power BI. I want to use yeah. Copilot on, um, in Visual Studio Code. I want it everywhere. I want a Copilot for everything. <laughs> um, I just don't know how much money that Microsoft want for that. Yeah. Uh, a lot by the looks of it at the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about, we we'll do episodes about it. If we can start getting working environments up, um, love to show a demo of that. Right. Maybe we'll get some people on that, that, that know these a few topics better than us but yeah i think i think those are those are great points good well thank you narav it's been a fantastic year like year one of the abcs of erp and beyond um yeah. we've spoken before so many podcasts pop up two episodes later they're done um but here we are a year on um loving it more than ever and yeah. just pumping out these ideas being able to share it with people I'm learning um, a ton from you as well. Uh, and it's really good to be able to do something that's um, away from work uh, yeah. and something that we're both kind of passionate about. Yeah, yeah. No, I look forward to this every week. Uh, my highlight of the week, to be honest, um, being able to talk about this. And, <clears throat> you know, I think we're going to get better. Um, we're going to, you know, have guests on that know more than we do. And, um, you know, the, it's all about content and giving it the, 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 the right content back to people that are starting to make the journey into the space um, that, that maybe are veterans, but, you know, want to pick up a specific topic that they're not familiar with, you know, are the name of our podcast as all the ABCs of ERP and beyond. So, you know, we'll talk about all different things about ERP and all different levels. So something as basic as, you know, what a relational database is all the way to maybe, you know, what the, the top five do's and don'ts of an EDI process integrating into into an ERP system, right? So there's a lot of variations and iterations there, but we try to capture as best we can and love to hear your feedback, um, you know, the users out there and what we should kind of talk about, what you're most interested in. So, uh, you know, we could address 
address those topics as well. But this has been a fantastic year, Peter. Couldn't have done this without you, my friend, and uh, looking forward to uh, 2024. And that's it. That's us done for the year. Um, year one, ABCs of ERP and beyond. Tick, complete. Um, Boom. And if I, uh, if I don't speak to you before, happy holidays. Have a wonderful happy time. Holidays. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get straight back to it in the new year. Well, until Great. next time. Absolutely. Signing off. Have a good one. You too, Peter.